Hello and welcome into the inaugural episode of the Danky Dank Bungalow Podcast, a space for three friends to kick back, relax and dream, and talk about our favorite band, Twiddle. My name is Jeremy and I'm here with my two wonderful co-hosts. Hey, I'm Lauren. I'm Alex. And in today's episode, we are going to dive into each of our personal stories about how we found the band, some memories from our first shows, our excitement for the future, and much more. We welcome you to twist one up and blaze it down as we venture to a lovely patch of grass in the land far away and talk all things Twitter. Hey friends, we're recording this on opposite ends of the United States a few days before Memorial Meltdown. Memorial Meltdown is this weekend with two nights with Twiddle at Lake George. The boys are playing two sets each night, so it's sure to be full of some good jams. We want to wish all our friends a magical weekend full of gub dumps and mystical Norb solos. Unfortunately, Jeremy and Lauren will not be in attendance, but I will be, and I can't wait to bring in the summer with you all. Twiddle also just released a new song, Beautiful, with Mahali's soulful guitar and endearing lyrics, we are excited to see which jams arise through this song when it's played live. Hey, Alex, maybe you'll get to hear it at Memorial Meltdown. I sure hope so. So I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but Alex, I've never heard the story of how you found Twiddle. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I've never told you the story before. Um, I found Twiddle in 2015. I was really familiar with the Grateful Dead. I'd grown up in a family of deadheads and... I'd always gone to Gathering of the Vibes growing up, so when I was graduating high school, I just realized that I really wanted to kind of find my own way in the music scene, and I applied to volunteer on the green team at Friendly Gathering, so after I did that, I was just Googling online, looking up all of the different bands that were playing, and I stumbled across Twiddle's videos they played at uh, University of Colorado Boulder, and I was hooked because I had just committed to going there. So I put on syncopated healing, and immediately I was like, this is really special. And I spent the next like four hours sitting in my beanbag chair just listening to everything I could find. And um, when the festival came around, it was June, I just graduated, and I had um, committed to going with someone I met on like a college Facebook page for CU. Um, his name is Trevor. So I didn't know him at all. I picked him up for the festival. Um, and we drove up there and pretty much the whole weekend I was working, um, Friday night, I was working the whole time, but then Saturday came around and, you know, I was having a good time just being an 18 year old kid and, yeah, maybe the intake of substances got away from me. I wasn't familiar with any of these things at the time, but, you know, I was really sucked in. I was ready to pull on do it. So come Saturday night, <clears throat> I am, you know, I'm feeling good, but also feeling a little bit anxious because I'm by myself. You know, me and Trevor didn't really know each other at the time. And yeah, so I was just walking around and all of a sudden it started to rain really, really hard, and um, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Uh, I went to my tent, and it was completely flooded. There was like two inches of water in the bottom of the tent, and I just laid down because I was starting to freak out a little bit, realizing, you know, I'm by myself, and I don't know anyone here, and I knew I wanted to see this band, but at the time, I didn't really care that much. I was just a bit overwhelmed, and so I went over to the pond. If you've been to friendly uh, back in the day you know there was an awesome pond there and I sat on a rock 
and all of a sudden I dropped my phone straight into the water. So in that moment, I realized I'm completely alone. My parents don't really even know where I am. I don't know anyone here. I'm disconnected from the entire world and started a little bit on a downward spiral of like, oh my gosh, like, is this how it ends? Like, I really don't know. So then went back to my tent, laid down in the water and the lake that had formed in the bottom of my tent. <laughs> and I'm just listening to the background noise and I hear music coming and I think to myself, okay, like this is why I'm here. I need to go check out this band. Like I know it's total playing. I have to go check them out. So I put on my garbage bag of a poncho and I walk over to the stage and you know, if you had been to Burn the Gathering, you know that the stage kind of faced a hill. So I'd walked up a little bit on the hill where you get the most beautiful view of the stage. So I could see all the lights and they were playing Daydream Farmer, which is one of like five twiddle songs I knew. So immediately I was completely sucked in. I lost track of time. I lost track of time. I have to pause for a second. Like, I can't believe Daydream Farmer was the first live twiddle song you've heard. Like, that's amazing. No. For those who don't know, Alex is actually a farmer, and that is just a huge part of who she is. Yeah, I'm a farmer now, and I do have a farm called the Daydream Farm and Food Forest, um, so pretty crazy. This was seven years ago, and yeah, you know, by the end of the show, I was up on the rail. I had no idea how I got in there. Somehow, I just floated up. And Twiddle was like, hey, everyone, we're playing Red Rocks for the first time this summer. And I was like, I'm moving to Colorado this summer. And I turned to my left and the two people next to me are like, we're from Colorado. If you are these people, please reach out. <laughs> I've been wondering who you are. Um, but yeah, so in that moment, I just, you know, the show ended and I was like, wow, like this is this is something that is like bigger than the sum of its parts. Like this is magic like happening. And if it wasn't for them, I don't even know what would have happened. You know, I was in a really dark place right before that. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And Twiddle pretty much just pulled me out of that downward spiral. So I kind of dedicated my life to them at that point. I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but at the same time, that was the beginning of the end of life as I knew it. So that's my story. <laughs> Jeremy, I would love to hear how you found this band. So I first heard about Twiddle coming back from college freshman year and meeting up with some friends. A few of them actually went up to UVM, University of Vermont in Burlington, and naturally going up to UVM in circa 2014, the big band in that area was, of course, Twiddle coming up. So I was introduced initially by them in a nice little smoke session, Thanksgiving, I think the first weekend of Thanksgiving. Um, also immediately following uh, probably my, my first ingestion of apples, I would say, before I listened to the song. Um, so it was quite an eventful week for me, to say the least. My mind was definitely ready to be introduced to some new music. We hear you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, we were, yeah, sitting down in a room. Bongs were being passed around, you know, the usual. And someone was like, hey, we were introduced to some bands up in Vermont. They're interesting, something different we hadn't heard of. At the time, none of my friends are were really into jam bands at all. I think the closest thing was in high school. A few of my friends were really into Dave Matthews' band and, you know, at that point, like a 10 or 15 minute live jammed out song was kind of still a novelty to me. And, but to an extent, I had come from a background of listening to mainly long prog songs, Pink Floyd, The Who, a lot of that, Yes, et cetera. When I found Twiddle, it was a whole different thing to me. Apples was one of the first songs I heard. The whimsicalness was a little too much for me, but still thought it was pretty fun and funky. And then I was, they played When Rains It Pours. And that song definitely got its hooks pretty in me. 
And not only was it catchy, you know, at the time, this young adult coming up in the world, you know, you're feeling a lot of weird things inside, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of stress, a little bit of depression, who knows, a little bit of everything sprinkled in. And being able to hear a song that kind of was just like, oh, you got this, man. Like, just just keep going forward. So everything's going to be fine. It was just kind of a good feeling. And it didn't didn't feel necessarily as, you know, poppy as some other songs I was hearing. Felt a little more like I was hearing someone next to me actually play it for me. So definitely hooked me. And then I didn't really listen to much Twiddle after that, to be honest. That was already the only two songs that were on my radar for a while. And I was introduced to a few other jam bands, listened to Papadozio a bit at the time. Of course, Find Your Cloud, like everybody sitting around freshman year of college, it was definitely on the Smoke <laughs> playlist. Oh, Alex and I love Find Your Cloud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly Twiddle does too. I mean, if we, you know, if we listen closely. Then yeah, the following summer, I finally got a chance to see them, but it wasn't intentional. I just happened to be up in Burlington visiting a friend. And it was actually one of the same friends that introduced me to them. And he was still going to UVM. So I went up there, visited him, staying in his apartment for a few days. And he happened to mention that there was a twiddle show going on down at the Burlington waterfront. So lucky me, I got to see what I will be corrected on if I'm wrong. But I think it was Twiddle's first show down at the Burlington waterfront in 2015. Uh, I believe it was a double billing with Mo up at higher ground. The next night they flipped and Mo was at the waterfront and Twiddle was at higher ground. Didn't go to the second night. Looking back on it, setless second night was amazing. <laughs> so I'm sad of myself, but you know, twenty you hindsight, you as you say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, so I was down in Burlington, saw the show, pretty good time. I remember just smoking joints in the back and having a fun little experience dancing around. Had don't really remember much of the show. I do remember Doink and Bonk. As I've said before, it definitely sounds the song at the time left the impression of just sounding like a party, and I think that just. Oh, yeah. I immediately like the, the the word doink and bonk was just stuck in my head. I mean, until this day, like I just it didn't leave. Like it just it was such a unique word that I just I couldn't I couldn't get it out. And yeah, I started listening a little more after that point, but it wasn't really until that next December when Plump came out in 2015 that I really actually started getting into the band. And at that point in my life, I was also in a bit of a dark place and just some personal things going on that definitely was struggling with a bit of depression and anxiety myself. And just remember one night I was sitting in my room by myself, not really knowing what to do with myself. And I'd saw my release radar, this band that I was kind of following had just put out an album. So I was like, hell, see what's this got going for it. So I clicked on, I think it was December 11th or 12th, either the day of or the day after they released the album. And I sat down and looked for the song with the most plays at that point, And I believe it was Lost in the Cold. And being at the point, the person I was, I was a bit of a hit seeker. I wasn't exactly into the deep cuts. So I was like, hell, this one seems to be the hit. Let's see what I got. Put on the song and was pretty much immediately comatose on the floor, crying my eyes out. And from that point on, I was pretty hooked. I think it, it definitely hit me in a way that a lot of other songs hadn't at that point and that it really felt... Sorry, my dog is dream sleeping in the background right now. But that okay. that song definitely definitely made me uh made me relate to a lot of things going on in my life and certainly gave me a little bit of extra strength to keep pushing forwards and you know, move on to the next thing. And pretty shortly after that I found my way into the Twiddle online community and found iTwiddle and was suggest saw saw show suggestions, et cetera, from there and the live thing became a huge point of like my life from that point. And I think actually it was in February 2016, I first heard like the Mixler streams. And then that's when the obsession really started. And I started, you know, really chasing the live stuff and getting a more understanding of their deeper catalog that really isn't on albums at all, it isn't on Spotify, isn't on iTunes. 
And then I would say my first show actually as a fan was in June of 2016 in Boulder. And they did a three-set show, played everything I could ask for and more. And at that point, I've been chasing that high ever since. And I love going to shows and still experiencing it to this day. You know, Jeremy, I don't think being in Burlington at that time, I mean, maybe it wasn't intentional, but it definitely was not a coincidence. Oh, no, I think I think my friends going up there and then me visiting both of those things definitely were meant to be at this point. And I cannot imagine who I would be a, to this day if had that not happened. So it's definitely made a, you know, a unique impact on my life. And I would say definitely a positive one. Listening to your stories, which I haven't heard before, and just like the intense connections between both of yours to mine is a little crazy. So basically... I graduated from college and had a plan to go to grad school the next day. I had homework due on the day of graduation, and I was not happy about it. All my friends were moving away. I was about to dive deep into my master's degree, and I was I just wanted to be chilling. <laughs> and I remember I had plans to go to Camp Bisco 2017 with Grizz, Pretty Lights, and Bass Nectar headlining, and Grizz is, he is what made me really fall in love again with live music, which ultimately brought me to Twiddle, so I'm so grateful for that, um, but I was looking at the, the Bisco lineup, and I saw Twiddle, and I was like, it's kind of a weird name, like, I wonder what their deal is. <laughs> And I went on Spotify and I heard When It Rains It Pours, Jeremy, very similar to you. And I was just like, wow, I don't need to listen to any other songs. <laughs> and so I started grad school and I had three days, eight hour days, eight hour classes inside. And every single time I had a break, I put on When It Rains It Pours and I walked around the quad and it was just like my one thing that was making me feel good in a time when all my friends had just moved away and I was stuck inside in the middle of summer taking classes. And so, yeah, for three or four days, that was pretty much the only song I listened to. Um, went to Bisco with some people who are very into bass nectar and not really my scene. And it was kind of a weird weekend just trying to make everybody feel happy and not putting myself first necessarily at one of my first festivals I had been to. And I remember the night that Twiddle was supposed to play, they were playing at the same time as Bass Nectar, which the people I was with are very, were very into Bass Nectar and would not miss it. And I was a little nervous, but I remember it started pouring and Bass Nectar was at the main stage, which is the only stage with a tent over it. So the entire festival in the pouring rain went under the tent and it was shoulder to shoulder packed and Bass Nectar was about to play his like heaviest bass set that I couldn't even imagine being there for. And I looked at the girls that I was with and I said, I got to go to Twiddle. And they were like, are you sure? Are, like, are you going to be okay? Can you go by yourself? And I was like, I got to go. And I like, grabbed onto some random guy's shoulder who was walking out of the tent, like this packed, packed tent. I can't like express how many people were under that one little tent. Like you couldn't walk through the crowd. So this guy led me out and I just like skipped through the bottles in my rain jacket to Twiddle and 
it was raining so hard total set was delayed like 30 40 minutes so I kind of just sat there by myself like I think all visitors of Montage Mountain can relate to that story. Right? I was at the I was at the wave stage just sitting sitting on the wall, you know, is Twiddle gonna play? Am I missing bass nectar for nothing? And then I just remember like the band walked out. It was kind of this like magical moment. No one was there because it was still raining a little bit. I heard some like gub, you know, notes and I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and the show ended actually in the middle of the show. I like randomly ran into one of my really good friends from college and like, it was so random. We were just like so happy to see each other and the show ended and I was like, okay, I got to go find my friends like and tell them what just happened to me because <laughs> it was just like so amazing. And I remember in my head as I'm walking back to the bass nectar stage, like the woes from polluted beauty were just like echoing in my head that was like my one song I took from that and I've re-listened to that show it's pretty epic show like a pretty epic latin tang but what stuck with me was polluted beauty um and yeah I just after that moment I was like I gotta write this down I gotta keep track of these shows because this is about to change my life and it was something I did completely independently and it's grown into such a beautiful community that, I mean, it's been life-changing. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. Right? I just remember being like, how do I, I don't know any words to this song. All I know is the woes. So like, how do I even find it? <laughs> but I feel like the fact that you, Jeremy, like, your connection with when it rains it pours and then Alex like the fact that it was raining and you were like by yourself I mean you we were Jeremy wasn't but I mean I just feel like so much similar like similarities between all our stories and it's just I don't know it's cool to hear it yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our Twitter listeners out there are also in the in the same boat with us of having some kind of sem- similar story that brought them into the Yeah, field. me and Lauren always say that you find Twiddle right when you really need them. Like it really, they find you. I don't know which way it goes, but you know. Yeah, I mean, clearly I was introduced to them a year earlier and even saw a show and it still didn't really, you know, hadn't really done the same thing. And then I was at the point where I, you know, I needed the music, the music found me. And ever since then, I've been now chasing the music. Exactly. So most of our listeners out there probably already know this, but we've got some really exciting news on the horizon. Twiddle actually announced a new album, Every Last Leaf, and it's going to be out this August, August 12th. And yeah, it looks like we've got 15 tracks lined up for us. They've released three singles recently. So clearly the studio work is finally polished. It's done now. We're just just waiting to hit our ear holes. And speaking of hitting ear holes, in a few, two weeks, I believe, Twiddle is playing out here in Colorado. And I think all three of us are actually going to be in attendance. This is going to be a fun oh, little yeah. one. They got a night up in Vail with Mahali opening, which is, you know, anytime you can see a Mahali show and a Twiddle show in one night, you know, it's going to be a good night. So I'm definitely excited for that one. I believe G-Love is actually opening up with Mahali. So give me a nice little bluesy roots opening for us. And then the next night, we are going to be out at the Mishawaka Amphitheater. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the next night. I almost said it was the night before. Um, yeah, and that's, I don't know if anyone, our listeners have been to the Mishawaka, but if not, it's an amazing venue right next to a river, nestled in a canyon, northern Colorado, can't get more beautiful. So needless to say, we're also very excited for that one. And hoping for three sets. Indeed, hoping for three sets, but we'll take what we can get at this point. <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little starved out here in Colorado sometimes, so. 
Our next podcast, we will be traveling back in time and discussing the first little show on Nugs, which is October 9th, 2014. Listen in ahead of time and come geek out with us about Twiddle. It's a pretty special show, and I know I'm looking forward to diving deep into it. Well, everyone, that's the end. We hope you enjoyed listening. Have a great week, friends, and make sure to dance a little extra for me and Jeremy, who won't make it to Memorial Meltdown. And say hi to Alex if you see her. Have a good week, smile proud, and enjoy the scene. Bye.